Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm the Director of Digital Ministries at Watermark Community Church, and I'm here with our Senior Pastor, Todd Wagner. Yeah. Todd? How you doing? How you doing, well, Real Truth Real Quick, friends? Second week of the year, so I'm still in, still reading the Bible. I'm still on it. Still wearing the same clothes you wore the first week of the still year. Still wearing the same clothes. I really like this time. Yes, I, you my, do. As am I, year, so. and that's because we're following a theme. We're filming a couple on the same day. So just keep it on. Here we go. Close. So last week, we talked about where you should start reading the Bible. This week, you go to the Bible store, there's so many translations. Yes. What Bible translation, what's the best one to use? That's a great question. And so let's just talk about why there's a bunch of different yeah. translations and, and how some people really fight over which translation is from the Lord. Let me just start by saying this. There really is no such thing as a purely literal translation. And, and, and the only really literal translation we could ever get is to read the Bible in its original languages and to read the original autographs, which we don't even have anymore. And by, by the original autographs, what I mean is the very first time that we pen those scriptures to the paper that God uh, breathed and worked through imperfect men to produce a perfect text. That right there is the only literal translations. People even ask me this, Todd, do you take your Bible literally? And I can't answer that question yes or no. What I always want to say is I take my Bible correctly. And so that means when it's using poetic language or metaphor, you know what a metaphor is, Rick? Yes. What's a metaphor? It's, it's for a cow. Represent, yeah. That's what a metaphor. No, 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 you get it. See, a metaphor is when you use something to illustrate or a simile is you use the word like or as. So sometimes when the Bible says that uh, when Jesus says, I am the door, it doesn't mean he's a piece of wood with a knob on it, right? And so you take your Bible literally, you go, well, Jesus is the door. No, you got to understand even the rules of language, which is why kids, you ought to study grammar because you can't read your Bible. You got to learn to read. Unless you understand the rules of grammar, because God chose to preserve his word in the rules of language. So what language and what Bible text should we use? Um, there is a spectrum of Bible translations that are out there. And so on one side, we do have some that we call more literal, even though they're not literal, as I already said. Uh, other words for the literal are what's called formal equivalency um, or word-for-word -word translations. But uh, on the other spectrum are what's called thought-for-thought. -thought. Some would call it dynamic equivalency or functional equivalency. Those are thought for thought. Over here on the far right side of, uh, of this little continuum is the message or the living Bible, which are paraphrases. Others, which you have like the New Living Translation, which tries to use some fairly modern scholarship and get a thought for thought, or the NIV is a little bit even to the, the left or towards the others. This is the most popular translation in the world today is the NIV. Down this direction, on the far left, would be what's called the interlinear, which is where you take the Hebrew and the Greek, and between the Hebrew and the Greek, you've got the words that come down that show you how it, how it actually connects. And those are more wooden, they're more awkward. They try and leave the actual words that are there, and they don't make as many interpretive decisions as the thought-for-thought -thought people do. So when you're reading the NIV or the NLT, which are, are, are fine, and by the way, in none of these uh, Bibles that we have out there, is there any compromise of Bible doctrine or essential uh, truth within the Christian faith that's really at risk? The only ones are when cults, like the New World Translation, which have been totally tortured from the original text that changed the actual meaning, but the rest of them, there's a continuum. So over here, you've got the interlinear, and then you've got probably the NAS, and right next to it is the ESV, or the New American Standard, or the uh, English Standard Version. Those are probably two of the more popular word-for-word -word formal equivalency, okay? And then down here, the most popular Bible in the world is the NIV, and then, uh, or English speaking, is the NIV, and then you've got the NLT, which by the way, Rick, 
I recommend folks probably start with the NLT. It's a good one to read. I also would encourage people, if you're really studying your Bible, maybe start with one of the more formal equivalency, but read other translations to see what other people almost thought they meant before you ever go to a, a commentary uh, to see what other ones are really doing to interpret the text for you. So I use the NAS. Why? Because the ESV wasn't around when I started memorizing Scripture. If I was starting over, I might use the ESV as opposed to the NAS. I would recommend both of those over the NIV as a study Bible, but I would recommend the NLT if somebody just wants to read their Bible to get the most out of it. Bottom line, I tell people this. You know what Bible translation you should get? Which the one? one? The one you're going to read. The one you're going to read. Get the one you're going to read, and don't just read it, apply it. Jesus calls people a fool who hear the word, but don't apply it to their life. Good stuff. Again, I think the, the big point is just read the Bible. Get into God's word this year in 2014. Read it and apply it. 2014. Well, hey, thank you so much for checking out Real Truth real quick, and we'll see you next week.